the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, there's two attitudes that define the relationship between God the Father and God the Son. And those attitudes are love and obedience. And the two are inseparably linked because it is impossible to love God without obeying Him. And, of course, those attitudes are to transfer to you and me as believers. Do we love God? Do we obey God? If you don't obey God... Well, you might want to check just how deep that love relationship is. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, the teaching outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, featuring Senior Pastor Leighton Sheely, and I'm Mike Trout. If you're new to this ministry, we're on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Pastor Leighton continues in the book of John today and chapter 10. He came that they might have life. And not just life, but life abundant. Now, abundantly, the word there in the Greek, parisos, describes something that's far beyond necessary. He wants us to enjoy all of the goodness that life can bring. He says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Now, The author does not often use the word to save, and he never exactly defines his meaning of it, but he makes it clear throughout his gospel that Jesus Christ came to save his people. And so it's a comprehensive term that describes the whole process by which people are delivered from their sin and its consequences and brought into a place of blessing from God. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for, his, for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So Jesus again identifies himself as the good shepherd, as he did earlier in this chapter, and This is the fourth I am statement in the Gospel of John. The word good refers to a noble character. He is the authentic, perfect shepherd. He is preeminent and above all others. Being a faithful shepherd required a willingness to lay one's life on the line to protect the sheep because sheep were always endangered by robbers and wild animals like wolves and lions and bears. Jesus said the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Not only is he willing to lay down his life, but he is going to lay down his life for the sheep. Now, a shepherd losing their life in the line of duty was rare occurrence among Palestinian shepherds, and when they did die, it was not intentional. It was an accident. Uh, they planned to continue living, not to die for their sheep. But here Jesus makes it very clear it is his intention to die for his sheep. 
because it is through his death and resurrection his sheep will live eternally. Now Jesus says, or Paul says, or John says, he lays down his life, and that's unique to the writings of John because it always refers to something, a, 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 a voluntary, sacrificial death. Jesus voluntarily chose to sacrifice his life on our behalf. Now, Jesus contrasts himself with the behavior of a person who is not really a shepherd, but a hireling, somebody just hired to watch the sheep. Now, there's, in this part, there's, there's nothing evil about being someone who's just hired. It's, it doesn't have the evil connotation of a thief and a robber. But someone who's just hired to watch the sheep really isn't concerned so much about the sheep as they are about themselves. I mean, they're not there for the sheep. They're there for the paycheck. And they don't have a, a, a pride of ownership in the sheep. They don't have a, 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 a willingness to put themselves on the line for the sheep. If they see a wolf coming and the wolf looks dangerous, they're going to take off and run away because they're more interested in saving their life than protecting their sheep. Now, the hired hand represented the Jewish religious leaders and, by extension, all false shepherds. They're mercenaries. They don't do what they do for the love of God or for the love of the souls of men, but rather for money. Their overriding concern is their self-benefit and their self-preservation. And the last thing they're interested in is sacrificing themselves on behalf of someone else. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. So again, he makes the claim of being the good shepherd. And this time, he doesn't directly link laying down his life with that, but with his relationship with the sheep. He knows the sheep. And the sheep know him. And he he likens that relationship to the relationship he has with the Father. He knows the Father and the Father knows him. You remember when we began this gospel, it said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the implication in the original language is they were face to face in conversation. They were working together. They knew each other which is why Jesus alone can reveal God to us, because nobody knows God the Father like God the Son. And Jesus is saying, I know my sheep like I know my Father, and my sheep know me. As we continue to grow in our relationship with him, Jesus likens that relationship between us and him as the relationship he has with the Father. But I also want you to notice something else here. Earlier he said, the good shepherd lays down his life, and he speaks in the third person, but here he speaks in the first person. He says, I lay down my life. He wants to make sure that this is very clear. There's no ambiguity. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life. Verse 16, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there'll be one flock, one shepherd. So he talks about sheep that are not of the fold. And that implies that people are, that are found outside of Judaism. Remember that he was Jewish, his disciples were Jewish, he was speaking to a Jewish audience. All of the first believers were Jewish. 
We look at our church, we look at the church across the globe today, and only a small fraction of it is Jewish. And, and, and that's what Jesus was talking about here. Because you remember that Jesus said earlier, God so loved the world. And so he's talking about his sheep that are spread all around the world. And they don't know that he's their shepherd. But when they hear his voice, they will say, ah, that's my shepherd. I know that voice. And they will respond. And we will be brought together as one church under one shepherd. There won't be a a Jewish church and a Gentile church. And we're all going to be one church together because we have one shepherd. And by the way, when Jesus said that, that was kind of revolutionary because the Jews despised, despised Gentiles, and the Gentiles returned the animosity. The Jewish people didn't, didn't even think in terms of getting along with Gentiles. Verse 17, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. So he's talking about his death and his resurrection. And here he connects laying down his life as the reason for the father's love. Now there's two attitudes that define the relationship between God the father and God the son. And those attitudes are love and obedience. Love and obedience. And the two are inseparably linked because it is impossible to love God without obeying him. The father loves the son because he laid down his life for the sheep. And the son demonstrates his love to the father by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And so they express their love through obedience. And he did this voluntarily. No one took his life from him, but he laid it down of his own initiative. Verse 19, there was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon, he's insane, why listen to him? And others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. And can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So we've got two groups here, and one of them have already made up their mind. They are not going to accept Jesus' claim. They are not going to believe in him. It doesn't matter what evidence you give. It doesn't matter if a man who was born blind all of a sudden can see because of what Jesus did. It doesn't matter. I have made up my mind. Don't confuse me with the facts. But other people were looking at the facts, looking at the evidence. They said, wait a minute. These are not the saying of somebody who's insane. And a demon cannot open the eyes of the blind. This person has to be from God. Now, the Good Shepherd has meant much to every generation of believer. Even if we've, the only experience we've had with sheep is in the petting zoo at, uh, at the zoo, we recognize the, the, what a shepherd does. Sir George Adam Smith, who traveled in Palestine, wrote, On some high moor, across which at night the hyenas howl, when you meet him, sleepless, farsighted, weather-beaten, leaning on his staff and looking out over his scattered sheep, every one of them in his heart. 
you understand why the shepherd of Judea sprang to the front of his people's history and why they gave his name to their king and why they made him the symbol of God's providence and why Christ took him as the type or example of self-sacrifice. Constant vigilance, fearless courage, patient love for his flock were the necessary characteristics of the shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. If you joined us midway through our broadcast today, you're listening to Study Verse by Verse, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's in the book of John, the 10th chapter, and we'll begin a new message in this series on the next broadcast at this same time here on this station. I'm Mike Trout, and I encourage you to go to the website for the church and find out all of the details about upcoming activities in the fall. The website is highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And, of course, you'll see details about the service times for this coming weekend and directions to the campus. Again, they're in San Bruno, and that website is highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day, and join us tomorrow, if you can, when Pastor Layton will open the Word of God again, and we will study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.